Victoria. friends to the in obscuria podcast a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal we put them in one of three categories the lost the forgotten or the should have beens i'm kevin williams that's robert harrison we're ready to go ready to go we're not doing this at night for once we're doing it during the daytime yeah it's weird it's which not is a, weird it's not as dark and it's pretty yeah, it's yeah. bright not sunny. nearly as gloomy look outside look how beautiful it appears to be outside it looks so warm should we take our shirts off and go run around let's just go open the windows Let's run through the sprinklers like we yeah, did in the old days. Yeah, exactly. And no, they're frozen, so you can't do that right now. <laughs> the frozen tundra yeah. of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, we were broadcasting from the Great White North, north of Atlanta, north of Atlanta. Yeah, Great yes. White North of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's it's slightly chilly outside. It's God, it's it's fucking cold, man. I can't believe it's cold. Here's a special weather report from Florida Man. Now let's kick it back on over to Robert Harrison for our five-day weather forecast. Robert. It's cold. <laughs> God. Did you go outside, man? It's cold. <laughs> I opened the door and like, hit me in the face. Like, Ow. God, that's cold, man. It's yeah. bur- bur- chilly. I'm actually wearing pants you instead are. of shorts. <laughs> I got on three layers. Yeah, I'm about to go. I've got the heater sitting next to me in the studio. Mm-hmm. No, it's this is the sucky time of year where I was just telling Kevin before we started recording that it's so bad that I was actually just cleaning out my closet today because I didn't want to go downstairs into my workshop and do anything productive. Didn't so, want your hands to get cold. Yeah, it's real warm up there in, on, on the main floor. So yeah, I was like, oh, what can I do up here? I got to, uh, let me just clean the closet out. I got stuff laying around. So uh, that's, that's how worst. bad it is. This is cabin fever at its worst. And you've only been locked up for what, two days? A week. Mm. It's been a week. I hadn't, oh, I really, you didn't do anything. Huh? I didn't really, I you didn't really get out been, at all. Uh, I went to the store a couple of times, which you know requires me putting on jackets and hats and things like that to walk across the train tracks. <laughs> Yeah, and it's going to be cold for a little while, I yeah. think, right? No, I've been inviting people over. That's what I do, is uh, figure out ways to get people to come to my house so I don't have to leave or, you know, put on anything warm. So, yeah, we had the uh, surreal dinner party last night, the surreal so- so- soiree. I could say that. Surreal, surreal soiree. Hated it. Yeah, that was fun. Did you eat cereal? Because that would Ooh, add no, to then No, I was already drinking, so I couldn't oh. talk anyway. So. so what was the... Surreal food, like do I need to hit a button? Very good. Well, I'm once again, I didn't make it. Didn't I, make no, it. I just okay. ate it. So technically, no button doesn't work. But yeah, my as I mentioned a while back, that my friend found a cookbook written by Salvador Dali, and it's everything you would expect from a cookbook written by Salvador Dali. And we followed some of the, and it had recipes, and so we followed some of the recipes, and then everybody dressed up based off of one of his paintings or surrealist character, doesn't have to be from Dali, but other surrealist artists. So everybody came in character or costumes or something. And what was your costume, sir? Uh, I didn't really do my- Host of the party? As usual, I didn't really study (laughs) for this exam. I just kind of winged it, and that's one reason I have to go clean the closet out, because I just kind of ransacked my closet and looked for things, and ended up with a uh, gas mask from World War One mm. and a Hugh Hefner bathrobe. Oh, wow. And just wore it backwards. What the hell did you just say? Okay. All right. Yeah, just put all that on, wore it backwards, and was like, yeah, that's me. That's Done. Surreal enough. Yeah, and so that was, it you know, turned out just fine. And uh, now what kind of music do you play at a surreal party? You cheat, and you go onto Spotify, and you type in surreal music. 
or uh, surrealist surrealist music. so it's mostly french weird music go mm. figure okay so it was fun we uh, we had a great crowd and uh ate some good food and drank a lot and had a good time we got weird afterwards but that's what you're supposed to do well no you need to explain at least a, a couple of dishes like what makes it a surrealist uh, dolly i'd have to get the cook i should have asked like yeah. what kind of stuff are we talking about? Well, there was a tower, generally of, tower of prawns, tower of prawns, with giant giant shrimp, mm-hmm. which that was you know just weird looking these giant ass shrimp, which I never eat. I eat regular shrimp. I can't afford the big stuff. That's expensive. Well, usually they don't. Usually they're kind of tough. Yeah. I, like, I like the small ones. Myself. I did too. Yeah, but the prawns were good. Then they had some type of quail with tiny little devil quail eggs, which were pretty hilarious looking. Devil quail. Devil quail eggs, and then uh, a pork dish. I have no idea, man. It was just. I didn't like I said I was not the organizer I was just the host okay. so I provided the space and everybody else did the work all right hmm. and then I cleaned up this morning well that's fun yeah that was that was the hard part about hosting is everybody leaves and the next morning you wake up you're like uh hey some, there's some dishes piled in the sink there's some beer cans laying around and well that completes the look they're supposed to be dripping dishes yeah it's just oh yeah we had a clock that was melting oh good. we had all that the, the whole stick it was cool it's just something different to do we're, we were bored anybody on stilts mm, no but there's a couple of tall ladies go baby very good Okay. They, they didn't need it. They were like <laughs> six inch heels. And they oh, okay. Kept, and this one of them kept apologizing. She's like, oh, I was going to wear these heels, but it makes me so tall. I mean, just shh, shh. Put them on. Stop it. <laughs> shh. Stop apologizing. It's okay if you're six, four, and I'm not. That's okay. I don't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> well, one thing we haven't discussed since our last show is a show that you and I went to. Yes. That was not so surrealist. No, it was pretty straightforward. Pretty straight, pretty just like exactly kick what the mouth, I, yeah. Kick you in the mouth. We yeah. saw Zach Sabbath. And we saw the Native Howl open up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did get a pregame show. So let's, uh, maybe we just tell the people a little bit about that, because I don't know about you, but I loved it. I thought it was great. It was a sold-out venue. It's called Masquerade here in Atlanta, and that was the only thing I didn't like, was it was tough to find a good place to stand where you could see everything really well. But It seemed to be, number one, it was really packed, it was sold out, and everybody there was really tall. I mean... A lot of tall people. You normally are my biggest obstacle, but there was the seven-foot tall I was, dude. A, I was a shorty compared to that crowd. Yeah, they, there was just a, a norm, abnormally tall crowd, but yeah, that particular venue, there's others, it's got three venues within the same venue. And uh, heaven, hell, and purgatory. Heaven, hell, and purgatory. But this one, yeah, it's, this it's, was the, in heaven. The floor's flat, so you yeah. don't get that stadium seating help that you do at some venues. Yeah, there is a balcony, but we didn't even attempt to go no, up there. So packed. But when it's, it's sold out, you you either get up there early or you don't really get yeah. up there at all. But you know, it's not. There wasn't as much stage show as some shows. There was just the music. There was Zach, obviously, but it wasn't like there was theatrics and video screens to that we missed it was just the show no it was just yeah backdrop and zach doing the zach thing where he's just shredding i mean it was a trio playing amazing black sabbath songs from really just the ozzy era obviously Mm. and mainly focusing on the first 
four or five albums. Yeah. It was the classic. It was classic Sabbath. So good. Yeah. I thought it was so good. Symphony of the Universe when that came on. Oh, so good. So many songs. Fairies Wear Boots. That Children was good. Children on the Grave. And it was cool to hear Black Sabbath in a heavier version, which sounds weird because when it originally came out, it was heavy. It was heavy, yeah. But by today's standards, it seems a little mild sometimes. But having him play those songs, it's like, oh, that's what it would have sounded like. Yeah. That yeah. stuff that Sabbath, came out in the 80s. Sabbath with a chunky... Yeah, chunky. Zach tone. And then he sounds just like Ozzy. I mean, he's always... That's always that been voice. something that's amazed me is when I realized he was doing some of the backup vocals. And then when I've heard him sing by himself, it's like, holy crap, I never realized, you know, until you hear him by himself. Right. Like said, like, maybe that's one reason he got the gig all those years ago, he could pull off those harmonies. I don't know. I mean, Black Label Society, sometimes if I don't know it's Black Label, I have to pay attention. Like, oh, wait a minute, am I listening to Ozzy or yeah. Black Label Society? Yeah, it's very similar, his vocal stylings and just the tone of his voice, which is mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, he was a big, muscly dude, but yeah, he kind of a high that voice. voice. It's kind of bizarre, but... What I loved was they were pretty true to the songs until the end, and then they would just jam out for like 10 minutes. <laughs> he stretched out, I think, every single song. There may have been two or three songs where they just ended it like a normal Sabbath song, mm-hmm. but all the rest of them, it was just jam and him playing his guitar behind his head and coming out to the crowd and just being Zach. And it's if you've never seen his show, if you don't listen to him solo, I guess, you don't hear a lot of individual notes. You, see, you yeah, just hear a, flurry. a machine gun yeah. attack. I mean, that's his style, and that's what he's known for. He's not David Gilmour, and don't expect that when you go in there to yeah. play one note at a time. He's going to, you know, by the time you no, hear that note, he's played five more. Yeah, no lengthy, sustained notes. No, <laughs> no, it's just and just a machine Lots gun attack. Lots of pinch attack. harmonics. And, Lot, all the pinch uh, harmonics. Yeah, and every song. Yeah. That's the only thing he does that is very not Sabbathy because Iomi didn't really do pinch harmonics like that. No, no, and he had he had some. Mal- melodic qualities that you know he would you know play some nice you know i don't know what you would call it melodic sounds with you know one note at a time and right. hold that note for a beat or two before moving on to the next note which <laughs> zach did not believe in that zach no, no that's not his thing hit that note and move on as fast as you can he also had very signature stage moves which i thought was funny yeah. like that he throughout the night you would see okay there's the stance in the kilt he wore a kilt yeah and he would get up on this box and he'd spread his legs and do this one stance he did that a lot my anxiety was a little high because it was we were he was up high mm-hmm. stand, mm. standing on a platform in a kilt in a kilt and yeah. she's like Whew, okay I, don't yeah i don't don't hope there's no don't breeze. get too excited Zach. no breeze don't in this see that. venue you know the air condition doesn't kick on all of a sudden <laughs> then he had the fist bump with the bass player move that he did after every, every solo yeah. when they were done with the solo <laughs> he and the bass player would fist bump each other he would turn back over to the microphone and then finish the song yeah and it's just like every song he would do that while like, they're playing while they're playing <laughs> they would not miss a beat <laughs> The band were tight. And yeah. Just a trio, just killing it. I did find that the bass player was, even though the Geezer Butler lines are all over the place, he was even more all over the place than Geezer. Yeah. So That was his version some, of being Zach. Yeah, at some point I was like, okay, just ran it back a little bit, bring yeah. it back a little bit. But it was great. I had a good time. And yeah, I don't think there's anything else to be said about that. No, uh, howling when? What the hell did you just say? <laughs> the native wolf. howl. Native howl. Yes. Howling wolf. I, well, I almost said that, and I was like, no, it's not wolf. Howling. Oh, shit. I messed it up. <laughs> the native howl. Yeah. Native howl. Let's, yeah. let's mention Well, them. there's a howling wind outside, because it's, it's 20 degrees outside. They wanted to make really sure that you knew what kind of music they played. What kind was it, Kevin? I think you said it after every other song. By the way, we play thrash grass. It's a mix of thrash and bluegrass. 
Yeah, then and they, we're from Detroit. Yeah, I was gonna say halfway through the show, they're like, "And yeah, we're from Detroit." I'm like, "Whoa, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Who's playing bluegrass up in Detroit? Good God!" By the way, we're from Detroit, Detroit. and we play thrash grass. Hey, thanks. Go get a CD because we play. It's a thrash grass CD, by the way. Did you know that? <laughs> they were great, though. Yeah, I loved it. I love the uh, banjo. They, they good stage presence. Guys can just jam, and the guy playing the acoustic Ooh, who geez. let us know that they play thrash grass, <laughs> and we're from Detroit. Detroit. He, he's badass. God, he's good. The guitarist is amazing. Yeah. The whole band. He can good. shred on acoustic, yeah, which is hard to do. shred an acoustic guitar. Yeah, I've shredded my fingers trying to shred. Yeah, he must just have concrete fingers. <laughs> he's just made out yeah, of stone. Yeah, there's calluses. Concrete calluses. Oh, that's a good band name. Concrete calluses. Yeah. That's a, that's a mouthful. That's all right. All right. Well, anything else for Zach Sabbath? Yeah. You want to mention... Good show. It uh, wasn't too loud. I, you know, just the right amount of loudness. It wasn't, you know, like it was, painfully loud. It was, it good was sound. definitely louder when Zach got up. Like, it was a good volume for the Native Howl. And then yeah. when Zach strapped that guitar, I was like, okay. Well, yeah, we the, just went up a few decibels. He's the headliner. The yeah, you would expect that. Board op just pushed it up a couple yeah. of more notches. Yeah, you would expect that. Zach tipped him that day. And we sat by the board, which was kind of cool. I love doing that. Yeah. It's fascinating. So many buttons to push. I know. I just want to reach over and hit one. One of these days, when I'm tired of a concert and ready to go home. <laughs> That's how I leave a venue these days. What does this one do? You just get thrown out. See, <laughs> you can fight the crowd on the way out, or you can have the bouncers pick you up and walk you to the exit. So that's my mode of transportation. You've had both, haven't you? I've had both, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've okay. had that levitation moment of... <laughs> I'm moving without... Floating in the feet. air. Wow, look at the... Oh, that's what's going on. <laughs> it's that time again. Time to go. Well, right now, it's this time again. And this week, our theme, one more time, is coming from the mind... Of my esteemed co-host, Mr. Robert Harrison, you last week. Yeah, you don't want to go in that mind. Yeah, well, we're about to, because last week we tried some brownies from your neighbor that were labeled <laughs> not special. Yeah, and once again, I appreciate having neighbors that know to label things like that. So this week, I'd like you to get that other bag that doesn't have a label oh, on it. hang on. There we go. Yes, the one that's not labeled, because uh, we need some brownies that have a little bit of a herbal aroma to them for this episode. You mean oregano? Hmm, yes. Thyme? Yes, I Parsley? believe these are Italian spices. Yeah. Herbal essence, perhaps. Herbal essence. <laughs> you. <laughs> We're going to dive into a band that we played only a few episodes ago on our Keep On Trucking playlist, and you mentioned then that you would like to hear more of this band, and I agreed. And uh, I figured since we have some chocolatey herbal essence here... <laughs> Well, after you have a not-so-special brownie, go listen to Pot of Thunder, Cobras and Fire, Growing Up Rock, Slamfest Podcast, Decibel Geek, A to Z Radio, Metal Up Your Podcast, The Hustle, Disciples of the Watch. Let me finish your brownie. Smacky smacked. Maybe that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Should have waited until the song was playing. <laughs> until you're introducing all the podcasts that we talk about. Hold please. People love this. This is great podcasting. Mm, mm. Great entertainment. You smacking... Okay. I, I should have swallowed before I began that. What the hell did you just say? Podcast Rock City. Sean Geek <laughs> and Fast Bread Podcast. State of America. Rock Strikes 10. Potter Than Hell. The Ron Keel Podcast. Shout It Out Loudcast. The Kiss Room. Ages of Rock. Retro's S Podcast. And don't forget about Monty. Hey, hey, hey. It's Monty. Monty's Rockcast. Come visit us at inobscuria.com, like us, share us, Facebook, X, Instagram. It's time. Let's get into it. However, first, we do need, I, I'm going to need you to take that horned helmet off. Oops, sorry. I always hit the mic with my helmet. 
Oh, yes, that's right. We are playing a Swedish band tonight. And this is episode 214 Grave Mistake Truck Fighters. Should have been huge. So, do you remember us talking about truck fighters? This yeah. was the band that you said, I didn't understand a word they said, but That's I right. want to hear more. It was in another language, I believe. It actually wasn't. It was, was actually it? in English, but I made the comment of, well, they're Viking, they're, they're Swedish. Yeah, so I, I and believed you, you. I believed you. <laughs> no, they're singing English. Which is, I tell people, this is the wrong thing to do with me, is to believe me, but <laughs> I believed you. Take my own medicine. So, we're going to dive into truck fighters. We've played them a couple of times. They were formed in... Oh boy, here we go. Orebro? Hey, it looks like it looks like Oreo and Bro. So I'm gonna go with Oreo Bro. Oreo Bro? <laughs> it's my Oreo Bro. It's so wrong because it has umlauts over it. So we'll just gonna say they're Viking. They're they're from Sweden. They were Oreo formed bro. in 2001, and their sound has been described as classic desert rock, similar to bands like Fu Manchu and Caius. And they've been featured on MTV Sweden's show called Fuzz. And they've done a bunch of touring over the years, playing more than 300 shows, most of them in Europe. Uh, 300 shows a year, that is. Oh, that's still a lot. That's a lot. Three-piece band, just a trio. And like I said, we featured them before in episode 10. And again, just a little bit ago in 211. And they don't consider themselves stoner rock or desert rock. They consider themselves fuzz rock. That's right. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, so they're all about fuzz. It was fuzzy. And it's fuzzy. And we're going to explore the fuzz today. Into so the fuzz. Get ready. Yes, we will be diving. Diving, in <laughs> diving into the fuzz. Oh Speaking of, yeah, huh? how did the police get the name The Fuzz? Where did that come from? You know? Uh, they, it was cold, you know, up north in the Boston area, and so they wore fuzzy hats. Okay. I'm glad that we have you, the historian, to Absolutely. set us straight on That's the fact. Awesome. Don't look it up. That's the fact. Okay. I mentioned fuzz. Guess what their label's called? Fuzzier? Fuzzarama. Fuzzarama <laughs> Records. Close. I was You're going in the so right close. direction. Wow. Yep. If you look up, or if you go to their site for Fuzzarama Records, here's their mission statement. The true fuzz rock label, saving the world from mainstream crap since 2003. Here ended the lesson. Now, the label is run by Oscar Sedermalm, Swedish name. Yes. I'm assuming sounds, I got that right. Sounds good. In the sounds, ballpark. Sounds right. Yeah. Okay. He's a uh, musician, a producer. He's also known by his stage name, Mr. Ozo. And he's best known as the singer and bass player in... <laughs> Truck Fighters. So they own their own label. Smart really smart and they put out all of their own content and i'll go through as we hit the various albums today we'll also talk about how they're on various labels but they've always been on fuzzarama 
also. That's genius. That's I can't genius. imagine what we would have done if we had the wherewithal to start our own record label back in the day. And if you go to that label, they have some awesome bands on there. They all have this kind of stoner, fuzzy, desert rock vibe to mm-hmm. them. And more than likely, one member from Truck Fighters is probably in one of those bands. Yeah. So they just, you know, they spread it out. They're franchises. Exactly. They're a conglomerate. Now, on guitar, they have Mr. Dango, Nicholas Calgren. That's good. That sounded, you're doing sounds great. Sounds good, right? This is, see, we should record more in the daytime. Your pronunciation yeah. is much better. Now, the A has an umlaut, so I, I don't know. Did I get that right? Calgren? Calgren? Yeah, just say it fast. Okay. Calgren. Yep. Sounds good. Nailed it. Their drummer right now is a guy named Toro. But they've had like seven other drummers over the years. They're okay. they're one of those bands. They just you know this is a drummer thing. We've yeah. talked about. Oh this. yeah, this happens. Drummers don't stick around for long for whatever reason. They're, they're like, nomads. They're like cats. They just show up to the band rehearsal space one day, and you're like, oh oh look, okay, we have a drummer. They and just then they walk leave. In, and then, and they, then leave, they just leave. And they go to somebody else's house. Yeah. Don't know. Truck Fighters have released five full lengths and several EPs since 2001. And again, I discovered them, like I said before, on eMusic, which was a poor man's iTunes back in 2014. And then I actually went to see them. I looked up the date to see exactly when I saw them. It was 2017 at the Drunken Unicorn in Atlanta. Which is a, a quaint little It's a tiny little place. Yeah, it's petite. How many people do you think they could squeeze in that thing? 26, <laughs> according to the fire marshal. I think there were probably, I don't know, we'll call it 200? 200, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Mm, yeah, somewhere around there. But man, they were just full of energy and everybody was sweating at the end of that show. Just an amazing live band. One of the reasons that I think they should have been huge is because like Queens of the Stone Age, like the Black Keys, they've got this sort of quality to them that makes them, I don't know, stand out amongst those types of bands that are doing kind of garagey, stonery thing, and they kind of have a little bit of muse to them. So those are all mm-hmm. bands that are in the mainstream. However, this band's not. So that's why I want to feature them today. I think they should have been huge. They're still together, but they've kind of had a, a break here mm-hmm. and there throughout time. So I, I wouldn't say they're on their upward trajectory at this point in their careers. But I did mention previously uh, a couple weeks ago that they had a film that was a Truck Fighters fuzzimentary. You remember this? Yes. yes. And that was released in 2011. And there's praise from Josh Homey from Queens of the Stone Age in it, basically where he says they're the best band ever to live. Oh, that's a big statement. Yeah. Yeah. It's so going the, out there. The film provides uh, an entertaining view of these guys who, um, as they say, transform into fuzz monsters on stage. So, you know, I thought, since I'm assuming you didn't go out and watch it. Not, not yet. Not yet. Not okay. yet. It's on my playlist. So I thought you might want to hear maybe, uh, you know, just a little clip, a little preview of what that watch will be like when you get to it. So here is a little bit more about the fuzzimentary truck fighters. Here's the trailer. When I was a young boy, um, in primary school, my dad used to talk to me about a band called Truck Fighters. Truck Fighters? Truck Fighters. Truck Fighters? My first reaction was, uh, you know, trucks shouldn't fight because they're both trucks, they just drive together and get along. And then I realized that was really a stupid statement. Hello, Truck Fighters! You drive, you pack up your stuff, you do a sound check, wait, 
maybe sleep, meditate or whatever. Then you play a gig, after the gig, uh, people are expecting you to party a bit, so you do. Sometimes I feel like we're living in the matrix. When we're on tour, we are like, yeah, we're getting the, the real life. And then we get back to the, the ordinary life. Everyone is waking up at 7 o'clock, going to work, going home, sleep. It seems like a lot of people are like in a big coma and they, they don't want to realize their, their dreams. I don't feel good in myself if we don't play so much. So, let's rock out. hype going on with truck fighters right now. Did a tour with Metallica, you know, it's crazy shit. I know that that band definitely influenced Caius. As I grew up and I came to understand that truck fighters were not just the best band I'd ever heard, but the best band that's ever existed. I see their name around, so I know that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. You still got some heavy fuzzy guitars going on. Some love songs on there. Will you Mellow stuff. Some electronica stuff. Guys with a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, energy, a lot of, a lot of talent. The truck riders roll. Pretty badass if you're fighting trucks, man. I've taken on a couple of Toyotas, but I'm fucking truck. Needles, schmeedles, rolling stones, rolling bones, truck fires. That's the good shit. <laughs> and there you go. Now you've been enlightened. All right. Appreciate TV. you coming out our Plus episode here. All right. Thank you. See you Goodbye. next time. See ya. Wait, did we play music? Well, they just played a bunch. Yeah. But we the, got a good taste. We didn't play. We got a good taste for They're what's coming job. up. And we're going to start at the very beginning. Well, not really. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, not that beginning. What's wrong with you? We're going to start actually at a... They released two demos. I'm not going to go there. We're going to start at a what they call a split. You've heard of these splits before? Uh, not in relation to music, no. No. Okay. So this is when a band 
perhaps doesn't have the funding to put out something just on their own. Mm -hmm. So they go in with another band and they put an album out together and it's called a split and you get like half music of one band and half music of another band. I actually... It's a very punk rock thing to do. It's the first time I've heard of that. Okay. Wow. Am I enlightening you You already? We've barely started. I, I, I did not consent to be enlightened. Okay. Yeah, so here is their first official split that they did. Now, it's kind of not really because the other band's called Firestone and apparently the same guys are in Firestone. Oh. <laughs> so. These guys, I, I like them, yeah. Oh, Weasley, I like that. Yeah, so Firestone was a, a band that the bass player in Truck Fighters played guitar in before Truck Fighters and then when they put the split together, he's like, okay, I'm going to release my other band on it with my my new band, and then afterwards, the old band went away, and he just focused on truck fighters. One so, last hurrah. Yeah. It was like a way to say goodbye to Firestone, yeah. perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> so okay. I wouldn't call it a true split with another band, but anyway, you know what? It came out on Fuzzarama Records, though. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. They got to pad their bank account. And they have some great songs on it, and it's very fuzzy, and well, we're just going to play it. Here is from their album. It's a split. The Fuzz Split of the Century is the title of this record. Fuzz Split of the Century. Mm. Now, they you know, they actually had another Fuzz Split, so I don't know that it was really the Fuzz Split of the Century. This came out in 2003. They should have waited until 2103, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They, oh, they, they only went to 2014 when they had their next Fuzz Split. Them. So, you know, not really truthful of, of the Swedes, but they're Vikings. It's, they they're not away with it. being totally truthful all the time. So, anyway, here are Truck Fighters. Here's a song called Nitro from the Fuzz Split. <laughs>
heavy but hypnotic. Mm-hmm. It's going well with these brownies, I got to tell you. Yeah, that, that's <clears> a good <throat> way to start. Mm-hmm. Could you understand the lyrics a little bit? I did. A little bit better. That yeah, time. every like third one. So you just piece it together. <laughs> well, it's fuzzy, so everything's just buried. Even the yeah. lyrics, that's or even the uh, even the vocals have the fuzz on them. Yeah. So everything is fuzz. Don't stress out about it. Just let the vocals flow. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, I know this band's not going to be a mainstream band, mm-hmm. but I would have expected them to be bigger than they are than they were yeah just because to me they're in the stoner metal genre desert rock whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it but i don't know to me they just stand a little bit stand out and stand above yeah they don't sound as i don't want to say cookie cutter but there are a lot of bands who do the the sabbath doom thing yeah you know and they do it really well but it's like basically what we just saw with zach right yeah take what sabbath did and just make it heavier and dronier and longer it's that yeah but this is unique Mm -hmm. and i think you'll see that as we go through this so i'm going to go into their very first album that came out in 2005 it's called gravity x and it was recorded at bomb shelter studios and it's on Fuzzarama Records and Meteor City Records. So it came out in two different record labels, depending on where, I guess, in the in the world you live. Mm-hmm. You got it on different record labels. came out on July 12th, 2005. Their 2019-2020 tour celebrated this album in full. But they played it from finish to start. <coughs> instead of start to finish. <laughs> you know, yeah. why not? So what's your, what are your thoughts? Because you and I saw Judas Priest, mm-hmm. I don't know, these 10, 12 the, the, years ago. They well, did. We saw them at the Fox. We did, but we saw, didn't we see them, if I remember correctly, we saw them at a shed. It was a shed show, the Verizon Amphitheater. I think Rat opened. Oh, God. They played British Steel. The reason I'm bringing it up, they played British Steel all the way through. Oh, wait, no, that was, yeah, it was up north. Yeah. Alpharetta. Yeah, Alpharetta. It was a shed. I, 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 yeah. That threw me Outdoor off. Outdoor shed. Yeah. And if you don't know, every venue in Atlanta has a sponsor. So I never, and the, the sponsors change. Mm-hmm. And so when they call Verizon Amphitheater changes to, it used to be Blockbuster. Then it used to be Exxon Valdez Amphitheater. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever sponsor they have right. every week. So now we, they're like, oh, where are they playing? They're playing at the so-and-so arena. I'm like, what the, where never is that? Yeah. I don't know what that is because they no longer have names. They have sponsors. So that uh, right. threw me off. So anyway, what are your thoughts on bands doing a f- complete album? It depends. I mean, when we saw Rush, didn't they do a complete album? They did. They did all of moving pictures. And then we've seen Roger Waters do The Wall. That is in a category by itself. That was amazing. It's a double album. It's, you know, one of the more well-known, even if you don't like it. It's just one of those albums that everybody knows about. Those are the things. And then the smaller bands that you don't even really know the album, you're like, "Uh, but you've got these other hits. Can you just get through this to play the hits? So it depends. Does that album contain a plethora of hits? Great. Play that album all the way through. But if not, just go straight to the hits. Yeah. I mean, I kind of enjoy, I I guess it depends on your love of the album or not. Yeah. I I enjoy when the hardcore fans are going to love it of yeah. course like for rush like they played songs off moving pictures that you never hear live so it was kind of cool okay see once again they've been around for 49 years so play those obscure things fine because yeah. you've played everything but um, once again the bands that have been around for four years and they're going through one of their albums track by track you're like yeah. eh. but i remember the priest one specifically and i was like eh. like i just rather hear a, i'd rather hear a whole bunch of priest stuff okay. that they didn't play well that's that's what i'm i'm getting at yeah, yeah. there's just certain times you're like yeah. i could do this at home i could put your album on and play that i want to hear a show yeah yeah, give me a flow that works. Yeah, with a live setting. Because an album doesn't always do that. 
No. And maybe that's why truck fighters, they thought the flow, mm-hmm. if they're going to play Gravity X in full, yeah. they'll start at the end and go towards the beginning. Now, what I want to hear is a band that has a live album play the live album start to finish. How's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blew your mind, mind didn't blow. it? <laughs> Kiss alive, start to finish. Who? And like, ooh. Uh, Th- three off there. You weren't ready. You were, you were not formed up at all. I completely threw you off. You just threw in a kiss connection with a K. Yeah, but they have to do all the banter, the crowd banter in between the songs on the album. They have to do that live also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could just hit play and walk What's upstairs. up, people? <laughs> Every time we do this one, the place lights up just like a damn Christmas tree. Well, we won't hear that anymore. No, anyway. It's all over. Not live. Never again. Never They'll again. Never ever. play. They'll never. Ever. Nope. They're sitting at home doing crochet or something. It would be unlike them. Kiss crochet with a K. To go back on their word. <laughs> Stop me. Oh. God. I think you got something there. I'm still buzzed from last night. <laughs> well, we did have some brownies. Some brownies. Okay. So on a tangential. Am I saying that right? No. Tangential. What the hell did you just say? Tangent. Tangent. How do you say tangent? No, tangent is what I do. I know, <laughs> and that's where I'm going. Okay. But if it's a tangent, tangential, a den- tangential, tangentation, tangential, it's no tangentation. What's wrong with you? <laughs> we can't speak English, apparently. Make it up because we're doing Swedish. Just make it up. That's what I do. Okay, we'll go with that. It makes you sound smart. Here's a side note. Let me go with that. Here's a yeah. side note for you. The cover art to this album is by a very famous comic book artist, or I should say infamous comic book artist named John Byrne. And he did work back in the day on like 60s, 70s, 80s, X-Men, Superman, Fantastic Four, all these comic books that you've heard of that they've now made into movies and all this stuff. Well-known stuff. But he was also known for being an asshole <laughs> and also being a creepy old guy. I aspire to be that one day. And so there's, I went to look up, like, oh, I wonder who did this album cover? Because it looked like a comic book album cover. And I start to uncover this, and I see, like, all these threads of these people that are really into hating him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like a whole thing. And so I just, I read, uh, why did these people hate this person? Uh, apparently, he wrote a story in the 80s where Superman and Big Barda, who I guess is a, a female mm. villain. Never heard of it. Are brainwashed and make a porno together. Nice. <laughs> And then apparently in the origin story of the Fantastic Four, I guess way back in the 60s, yeah. he made the main character, Reed Richards, who's the guy that can stretch, mm-hmm. he made him fall in love with a 12-year-old Sue Storm. So I guess okay, the, well, heroine, you, the heroine in the funny. comic book is only 12. Oh, no. And they okay. hook up, apparently. Now, the Superman porn, that was funny. but That was stuff. the 60s. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember seeing that on Super Friends. The Super Friends. No, a Saturday morning. We never saw the Superman. Well, I always wonder about those Wonder Twins. Yeah, they could you know see through walls and stuff. Wonder Twin powers, form of an ice. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) And cut to commercial. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. Creepy comic book art guy named John Byrne. Okay, he earned that then. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, the album is awesome, and I'm going to play an awesome song called Guido Guido.
once again, not super heavy song, but just kind of hypnotic, and especially the ending. Just round of applause for the ending to have some dynamics to the song. That's one of the things that I thought was missing from the Zach Wilde concert were dynamics. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was... You know, just kick in the nuts the whole show, which, yeah. you know, like which some is bands, fine. We, which is yeah. fine. Which is and fine. I, and we knew what we were getting. It's not like we were disappointed, but still, I personally appreciate some dynamics. And right. you know, to really appreciate the heavy stuff, you got to have some of the lighter stuff. Yeah. But rest of that song had Primus spattered all mm. over it. And so you heard Primus and I heard Soundgarden a little bit. Okay. Because it was just the dum dum yeah, not necessarily the fuzz, but it had some kind of the wacky, like what genre is Primus? Are they just wacky rock? They're their own thing. Right. So like Frank yeah. Zappa, yeah. like they're just wacky. So wacky rock, the bands that just don't have a genre that are just a little odd. That's an episode right there. Write that down. Wacky rock. Bands okay. that just define their Look at you genre. bringing more content. I'm trying. That's I'm trying why you are the up, captain of content. Here's now. the brownie, yeah. Captain, captain content. Let <laughs> 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 me go change my email address. Yeah. <laughs> Robert yeah. at captaincontent.com. I have to make you new cards. New cards again. <laughs> so that I appreciate. Once again, the the some variety to the fuzz. Yep. So when you get back to the heavy stuff, you're like, oh yeah, here we go again, instead of just droning on and on. And I think you're going to see that so the, these first couple of albums, they're just hitting you in the face. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you had a little bit there, a little bit of a lull. But as they progress, they will get more progressive. Yeah. And you'll see where they start to have some ebbs and flows to the music, which I think, you know, it just makes for, you know, like you said, it makes for yeah. a better listen when you have peaks and valleys and get a little breath. Yeah. You know. A little space. A little space. Well, let's move on to album number two. It was called Phi, came out in 2007, released on October 5th, actually, by Poison Tree Records and Fuzzarama. And this was the first one that was released in the U.S. However, this was not when I got into the band. It was not until seven years later that I actually discovered this band. But this was the first time they were on the radars of most folks in the U.S. from a stoner metal perspective. And the first few tours that they played, they stuck to playing regionally in Europe and, you know, like Germany, Netherlands, Sweden, Austria... So we really don't see them in the U.S. for a little bit yet. And I'll tell you, it was really hard for me to pick a song from this album. I listened to this thing twice all the way through. I was like, I can't decide which song. So later on, I might have another song from this album because I really, really like this one. Part two. Part two. Part two. This is a song that I picked, though, called Slackin'.
psychedelic fuzz. I think that was the brown sound. I need to go to the restroom real quick. Oh, no. <laughs> Got a little low there for me. Still too soon after the norovirus that I had. Made, made my innards rumble. Oh, just get the hell out. <laughs> I don't want no part of that. More fuzz. More fuzz. Uh, that was good. That was more like Queens of the Stone Age. Yep. In that, getting close to that. Realm. 2007, I don't see any reason that couldn't have that been. That could have been right there. There with them. Yeah. We could have had a movement. Yes. Well, I think Speaking there was. Brown notes. It's just, unfortunately, they're Swedish, so they didn't have the attention in yeah. the U.S. That maybe that Queens of the Stone Age did. And I think Queens were doing really well in the U.K. at that time as well, but truck fighters weren't quite there yet. Let's move on to 2009 and their next album. So it's the third full-length album, and a lot of fans who love this band say this is their best album. There's more dynamics mm. in the songwriting this time, and this kind of becomes their signature sound going forward. Even though we already heard several songs that kind of established their sound, this with the dynamics and what you're about to hear is kind of where they go from here on out. Okay, And um, they have like the heavy to the sweet and mellow and tender, and then back to the heavy, so you get that that full range of what you were talking about previously. And they pushed this one a lot. They toured for three years on this album. Damn. They did Europe. Uh, they finally got to, U- to the U.S. in 2011. So they put this out in 2009. They did Europe for a couple of years. Then they did the U.S. And they also, at that time, filmed the Fuzzimentary, which came out in 2011. And they went back to Europe and toured for another two years. And they actually went to U.K. and Russia as well. So they're just relentlessly touring during this time. And I'm going to play a song. Again, it was very hard to choose. All the rest of these albums are so good to me. But I'm going to play a song called <clears throat> Like This Brownie. The new high.
I hate to be a negative Ned, but if I had to kind of pick a reason why they didn't have the commercial success that some other bands had, probably the only thing I can think of, other than the fact that that song was probably drawn out, it wasn't made for commercial radio, unlike some of the Queens of the Stone Age, they had some more, I don't want to say poppy, but it just fit into, at the time, what was being played on the radio. But they loved the fuzz, as you well know, and they buried the vocals under yep. the fuzz. Yeah. And just, you know, maybe that is one way. Perhaps the record, they over-fuzzed. Over-fuzzed, and the record companies liked it, but just didn't hear the commercial success. So I don't know. They, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hang on a second. Ronnie James D.O.G. He's got a couple more. Out of there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just leapt for the bone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to bark for a second and then I'll get my bone and shut up. Okay. Frisky. He's getting yeah, frisky. He, it is. It's chilly. And, oh, he's gonna mess he up. likes the fuzz. Yeah, he likes the fuzz. He's, oh, what is he doing to the. Hey, he's that's the car- our Ouija board. Quit munching the carpet. What the hell did you just say? Hey, <laughs> you're going to make a ghost come get you, man. That's bad. You want mojo. that. That's bad juju. Don't Shoot do it. on the Ouija board. Oh, boy. The Ouija carpet. Slobbering all over the Ouija carpet. He's killing oh, it. No. Hey, boy, he hates Satan. Do you hate Satan that much? <laughs> we could get good spirits, too. That's true. I, I thought it was just. Yeah. I was taught growing up, though. That it was bad. It, you're going to. You're bad. All the bad stuff. Ouija board's bad. Yeah, you're going to get the bad demons coming up, man. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to mention that listening to that song, I think you're right. I think they, they overfuzz it a little bit for the mainstream. But it did remind me of a band that we saw recently, that being Wolf Mother. And the same thing, it's a trio, it's, they're playing kind of retro 70s, you know, fuzzed out, overdriven stuff. I didn't think about Wolf that. Wolf Mother was huge. Yeah. Huh. They, they should have moved to Australia. So. And then I, moved to the U.S. Yeah. I don't know. But that was what it made me think of, is I'm hearing them kind of change a little bit, get a little more melody into mm-hmm. their, their songs. Next is where I jumped on board. So after all that heavy touring, they released that album in 2009. They don't put out another album until 2014. Well, they toured for three years. Toured for a long time, trying to <laughs> establish themselves across the globe. And so their fourth album... It's called Universe. This is where I got on board with them. This is where I discovered them. And In the corporate world, this is your onboarding. My onboard. It was very nice. Yeah. Look at you. That's what I expect from my content captain. <laughs> that doesn't have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, prior to this coming out, they did put an EP out called The Chairman. came out in 2013, just by a few months. And that's the single, actually, that I'm going to play. That song is amazing. It's on the fourth album called Universe. But again, I was on eMusic. I don't remember what the event was that led me to click on Truck Fighters. Probably the name. Mm. Probably just I would have. I would have clicked that. Probably just thought it looked cool. And mm. I clicked on it. And I heard this album went, where's this been all my life? And uh, immediately downloaded it, and I grabbed the other two albums, which were the first two, Gravity X and Phi. So I got all three at one time and just fell in love with this band. Didn't know much about them, but I loved music. And we actually played a track off this album. The first time we played Truck Fighters was on episode 10. It was our first Inhalen Stoner Metal episodes, and we played a song from this album. So I'm going to play a different one. I will say that as I was reading more about this album in their own words, uh, they mentioned that this. This album is where they really expand on their their desertness, their true sounds of the desert, a wide open expanse in their music, and a groove that's dust caked with metal riffs. And then they then they go on to say, "Yeah, we know we live in Sweden and we have nothing to do with California and vistas and all of that." But it's okay to write about it. 
They said, we have the exact opposite weather as opposed to California, but it's actually kind of the same because we have wilderness. I don't know how that makes sense with the, with the desert theme, nah. but you know. Whatever. Wandering the forest, wandering the desert, I guess. I don't know. But it's melodic, groovy. One, you get poison ivy. One, you die. True. Scorpions probably live in both. Yeah. Who knows? Melodic, groovy, fuzzy, progressive. That's what Universe is, and this is what really caught my ear for truck fighters, and the reason I'm promoting them to this day. Here is the song, The Chairman.
that part one, part two? Yeah, sort of. That's a good song. It, it once again, that's not going to be played on the radio because it's oh no, four or five minutes long. Oh no, but they have other songs on this album that are more more commercially viable. They could have yeah. had, but the the Chili Peppers vibe on that one. So it had the a little funkiness, funkiness, so funky fuzz, yeah. fuzz funk. You can tell how they're progressing. Though. Yeah, it's they're like, trying uh, some different things, getting a little more texture yeah. in with the fuzz, and with the cleaner parts, you could hear the vocals, and then you know the fuzz hits pretty heavy again. So they've got their formula; they're sticking to kind of yeah. But you knowing me, you can see how this hooked me right away yeah. because oh, yeah. it's got that. It's got everything I love yep. in, in one song. And it felt like 98, 99, somewhere just 90s. In the, that's the 2000 teens. Yeah, it came out in 2014. But yeah, it does have a very 90s feel to it. Now, so I'm totally into this band at this point, and I don't realize that their next album is going to be their last for a long time. But to me, they're new to me. They're yeah. fresh to me, even though they've been around for a while. But I had gotten everything by the time that 2016 rolls around and their album V, or 5, mm-hmm. if you're Roman. Right. You know, if you're Roman, you you pronounce that differently, I assume. And they're everywhere. That, I right. mean, Romans have just immigrated everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Fifth studio album released on September 30th, 2016. This is the one one that we played from on the trucking episode, the mm-hmm. one where you said couldn't understand, understand the lyrics. Anything. It was like overly fuzzy. And this is where they're going for more of an atmospheric kind of, the change is more atmospheric now. Mm-hmm. So it's like creating soundscapes with all this fuzz that they have. So it's a little bit different. And I saw them, like I said, January 31st. I went back and looked. January 31st, 2017. I saw them at the Drunken Unicorn an amazing show, such a great live band. And by the time another year rolls around, they announce on Facebook that they're going on a long, long hiatus. Unfortunately, this is the last Truck Fighters proper album that we've had. There's one more I'm going to play from, but that is not a... Yeah, there was a pandemic. Give some time. Album. Yeah. Maybe they took some time off for that. So they didn't wait too long because by the time March of 2019 rolls around, they do announce that they're going to reconvene playing a few shows here or there. They play Psycho Las Vegas in 2019. And then, of course, we have the pandemic. And mm. since the pandemic, they've toured a little bit. And uh, like I said, they, they toured playing the full Gravity X album, mainly in Europe, from finish to start. Mm. And they are touring in 24. So they continue to go, but they have not released another album since this one that we're about to play from. This is a song called Fiend.
heard a uh, fuzzy tambourine. <laughs> in there. Yeah, probably did. Yeah, though you, you definitely got to be on something to really appreciate that. That can get mm. a little droney. Yeah. Uh, I think it's supposed to. Yeah, but I'm just saying you would appreciate that if you were, you know, under the influence of something. Mm. We don't we don't condone that here no. at Inscrew Podcast. No. Uh, but that would be something. We that only might eat brownies amplify. that say "not special." Not special in quotation marks. Yeah. Which uh-huh. yeah, that's right. They'd have quotation marks. So yeah, maybe at certain times you would like that song, and sometimes it might get old you know about four minutes into it yeah well, they do they do jam it out yeah but that i definitely heard like a vibe so 2016 and i'm hearing like a there's a musy vibe in there because they have this kind of yeah. proggy thing with those passages that they're doing mm. and then there's also a kind of mars volta thing going on so definitely there were other bands you know in the mainstream somewhat yeah. doing really well with this type of thing but yeah they might have uh over fuzzed yeah which led to them not appealing to the, mm-hmm. the mainstream, but that's okay. I but, still think they should have been huge. Yeah, and they, they have a good niche market there going on. Yeah, but I still think they should have been bigger even than mm-hmm. they were. I think where this band really, really excels is live. And so for their last album that they put out, it is a live album. It's called Live in London. came out the same year as this album, number five, mm-hmm. 2016. And this was actually um, recorded in 2014, I believe, but they didn't release it for another two years. So this is in prior to this last album. The write-up for this thing is, after over a thousand gigs performed in their 15-year career, they felt like it was time to release a live album. And they never released one because they were trying to get that tone that they have. And we haven't really Mm -hmm. talked about that. I mean, you know how hard it is to get fuzz to not be so fuzzy that you can't tell when the notes are switching. Somehow they were able to get a fuzz everywhere, mm-hmm. yet you still are able to decipher in between the notes and some of the... The nuance Yeah, I don't... It's... I, I it's was an art to not this. good at that. I had that Area Pro guitar yeah. that has a switch and a battery that you're supposed to flip the switch and it gives it that fuzzy tone, yeah. and it just sounded like ass. I never yeah, used and that. Yeah, and it, a lot of times when you Fuzz get a really pedals. fuzzy overdrive sound, it's like yeah. you honestly you can't tell if you're playing an E or an A. Like, but, yeah, but these just, guys figured it out. Yeah, when you put a fuzzy bass with a fuzzy guitar, it, there's more fuzz. you got to work that out. Yeah, so let's just say the tone that they get and the sound that they get, which is fuzz rock, is pretty impressive because it's not easy to do. It's not as easy as it sounds. Like You're not just plugging into a pedal, and a big muff pedal, and going for it. I think there's a little more to it. So anyway, this album was recording in London in 2014, and it does capture them live. It captures the energy. And I told you earlier I couldn't decide on which song to play from their second album, Fi, so I'm going to pick a song off Fi that they played live here, and it is called Atomic.
I agree. Live, that would be just face melting. I love that. They completely ripped off that rhythm from uh, Gears, Detroit Rock City. <laughs> You think so? I can't wait for the da, 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 da. and if they did that live, I would pull out my wallet and pay another ten bucks. Like, okay, <laughs> there you go. Like, donate, you know, PayPal something. If they did that live, I would be very happy with that. Yes, and I'm sure it's hard to imagine, but I've never seen the guitarist play live where he's not wearing the same thing, which is no shirt, mm-hmm. only shorts, and he spends the entire time jumping. Like, I've never seen a guitarist jump so high in the air without, you know, any kind of springboard device. Like, he's you know like a did, jumping beam. Some 41. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, We saw yeah, them at the yeah. old Masquerade. That, and he, this was later in their career. So yeah, he was that's right. in his 40s, I believe. And I was very impressed. I'm like, I know how hard the that jumping is. Jumping skills. Yeah, I'm like, damn, you're forty something. You're <laughs> gonna break something. Just sit down. Just sit down. Yeah. So the, yeah, I, I know it's put that with what you just heard. And, yeah. yeah very it's the visual that show. you get. Yeah. Just a trio. Mm-hmm. The bass player is singing, so he doesn't move too much. But the guitarist makes up. Has for freedom all of to run around. He just runs around, and again, to get that tone live and to be able to bend those notes and mm-hmm. have you still understand what's going on. Pretty, yeah. pretty impressive to me. I don't know. I love this band. I know it probably can be taxing from some folks on their ears because it is a lot of fuzz yeah. a lot of the time. But, but you put that in a I mix with it. two or three bands, so you get a little variety, and every time that would come up, it'd be fresh again. You're like, yeah. Yeah. I dig it. You said you wanted to hear some more. Yeah. I, I uh, have no problem listening to more of Truck Fighters, so there you go. They are on tour this year. looks like they're just touring Europe so far. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we'll get new music. Perhaps they'll come to the States. I don't know. I would, they do. I'll be at that show if they do. Especially if they play Drunken Unicorn, a small place like that. Again. Yeah. They'd oh, be awesome. Yes. So I haven't good. seen a small venue. We've been going to the bigger venue shows. Haven't been to any of the small clubs lately. I think we're due. Yeah. As it gets warmer, we'll venture out again. All right. Well, let's see what you can come up with next week. I'll get Captain to work. Content. I will get, get to, to work. work. Until then. See you. Later.